Hey everyone, hope you're doing absolutely amazing and I hope you're ready for a great holiday season and you guys are going to be able to spend it with people you love and absolutely enjoy. Today's episode, I'm so excited to bring you guys because we get to have the opportunity to have someone who went from being in marketing at a concrete company, who was laid off, who ended up going and traveling Europe and then was able to break into medical device sales with one of the top companies and I'm so excited to have Sky be able to share her journey with you guys because I know you guys are going to get a lot of great information and a great notes from her. This will be a two-part series because you guys will see we just got talking and the, the energy kept flowing and you guys are going to get a lot of information. I did just want to mention we did just get another two people hired in medical device sales. So, so proud. Again, our average person is getting hired in 11 weeks at $91,000. So if you are interested in breaking in medical device sales and this is something you're really serious about, please feel free to reach out to me at Jacob McLaughlin on LinkedIn or new to medical device sales on Instagram, TikTok, all the above. Because again, our goal is just to help you guys break in. But again, just a little bit about the course. People think it's just the modules, which that is a piece of it, but there's really four parts. There's number one, the modules, the videos, the quizzes that are going to make sure you have the understanding. Number two, we do office hours so we can be able to have everybody meet, see community, answer questions, and just again, have everybody make that connection with each other. Number three is we do mock interviews. Again, getting you guys ready to go up against interviews that are going up against two, three, four hundred people because that is the landscape we are in and we want to make sure you guys are very prepared on this. And then lastly, we do the one-on-one -on -one coaching. That's why we only allow five people every month into the course. So if you guys are looking and you're serious about breaking into medical device sales, please feel free to reach out to me. But I'm so excited to bring you Sky, and I know you guys are going to get a lot of value from this. So sit back, take some notes, and enjoy. Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and I am coming to you today with a very special guest. Also, I've had a lot of coffee, so I can barely talk right now because I am jet lagged as could be. Um, but today, my guest is not only a killer in medical device sales, was able to break in, and you're going to hear her story, but also very, does very well on TikTok videos. I watch them all the time, and they absolutely make me laugh. So today, I am so excited to bring you guys Sky Lanham, who is 26 years old. She was mar did marketing at a concrete company before this, also had some background with Cycle Bar, that 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 grind, that good, good stuff, personal training, right? And so she's going to come in and share her experience with you guys today on how she was able to land a position with one of the largest medical device companies in the world. So Sky, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jacob. I am so excited to be on here, guys. This has been a dream come true. If you are listening to this podcast, this could be you one day if you break into medical device sales and Jacob helps you because now I get to share my story with you all and we're going to have some fun. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. And again, I'm so excited for people to just hear your story because I, I'm really excited because your story is going to resonate with a lot of people, um, people that are wanting to break in and, and you just have so many great tips when we were talking. And so it's going to be really good, you guys. I really want you guys to pay attention, especially if you don't have that normal sales background, right? Which majority of you guys listening don't. And so I want you guys to have your notebooks ready um, and get ready because there's going to be a lot of good gems in here. Uh, Sky is going to drop some knowledge on you guys. But before we really get into it, Sky, can you kind of just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and just who you are? 
Yeah, so I'm 26 years old. I went to the University of Kentucky for my undergraduate degree. And then I also have a master's degree in mass media communications. So I love all things social media, marketing. I love, you know, seeing how humans work and, you know, the relationships we can build with them. And after I got my master's degree, I started out at a concrete company as a marketing associate. And then after about a year, year and a half, I moved into the community sales manager role with them. And I also have been a cycle bar instructor for a little over three years now. And that is one of my biggest passions in my life. I love working out. I love helping people. And it's one of those things that once you try a group fitness class, you, um, you know, you find like a new confidence in yourself and you're like, okay, like, I think I like working out now. <laughs> I love it. No. And that, that's the biggest thing. Right. And that's where we, we get along so well. Cause again, I was a personal trainer before this and just being able to impact people's lives, make them healthier, a better impact. And also we get to do it now as medical device sales and a different aspect. But again, it's also, this is what people don't understand. And, and it's a beautiful thing for trainers. I was just talking to a trainer about this is when you get in this career, again, yes, you're going to be busy, but if you're already work, used to waking up at 4am um, and you're already training people before then probably can still keep the job you're doing now. Um, right. So like, there's always that, that little fun with it too, but yeah, no, I absolutely love it. You were in marketing and again, concrete. So how did you go from that to medical device? I was like, kind of how, did, what, what did that journey look like? And what, what made you start thinking medical device sales? Why should I do that? Well, growing up, I always knew I wanted to be a doctor from the time I was little to dressing up for Halloween. I was always like the doctor girl. And I went to school originally in um, high school. That doesn't even make sense. I went, so in high school, I actually took a nurse aid class and I also took a medical terminology class. So I was like, I'm doing all the things, medicine. And I went to University of Kentucky and I started out in nursing and I ended up after the first semester realizing I was way more passionate about my communication classes. And I ended up switching my majors. And if you're listening and you're thinking about, you know, switching your majors or you're not sure that you have the background for medical device sales, you definitely do. You just have to figure out what ways are applicable with that. And I went to um, the University of Kentucky and I took a whole bunch of different classes, but um, one of my favorites was actually learning how relationships work and how you can build relationships with other people and um, one of the biggest things was figuring out how people lie and when they feel uncomfortable. So I've even used that in the last week, being in the hospitals and communicating with the surgeons of how they, you know, some of their body gestures and what, yeah. you know, what they do. Like if they feel comfortable for you to approach them or, you know, when they're really stressed and like their arms are crossed, maybe that's not the best time to introduce yourself as the new associate. Yeah, no, exactly. That, and that is such a good point to say, um, because again, that is what building the relationships, that's, that is this life, right? That's what we're doing. Um, and, and that's, mm -hmm. that's, I love that you took a course about that. I love that there is a class about that because that is such a big thing. And that's actually, you know, people have talked to me. I actually have gotten that question in interviews. They're like your emotional intelligence. And that's just something for me. God blessed me. You know, like I being a personal trainer, I've always been able to tell, you know, if, if somebody's uncomfortable, if they're happy, if I said something mm -hmm. that annoyed them or they did not like, I've always just been able to see that most people don't. Right. So to your point, that's so good that you're able to have a course of like, to your point, 
when somebody, when you can see, like I say this all the time on the podcast, when you can see someone stressed, probably not the time to go introduce yourself or go sell something. Just yeah, general intake, you know? <laughs> um, so that's great that that you're able to go and do that. And then, so you're, you're doing marketing, you're at this concrete company. Mm-hmm. And then did you just decide to like, hey, I'm going to start researching medical device sales and I'm going to leave? Or, or what kind of brought you in that journey from there? Well, I will say my heart has always felt not fulfilled after I left nursing. So I knew deep down that eventually I would get back into the medical field. And I ended up getting laid off at the beginning of this year, which was, you know, definitely I was, um, you know, throwing a curveball with that. I was not expecting at all. I had all these, you know, fun trips planned and I was hit with, oh, okay, I'm not going to have a paycheck next week. Like, what am I going to do? And it was definitely very overwhelming and very surprising in a way that, you know, you always say you have to think positive. Like when you're hit with something negative, what are you going to do? And that was one of those instances where I could take it and I could be really sad and, you know, think, oh, like I'm never going to do anything else with my career. Like I'm, you know, ruined for the rest of the year, or you could take that and, you know, really roll with it. And after, so, um, I went and I traveled to Europe for six weeks. So I took that. I said, you know, I still got a whole bunch of money in my bank. I'm going to go and travel and make something out of this because when there's something that happens to you and it's a negative and it is, you know, ruining every single day you wake up, you have, you know, no drive, you have nothing, you know, going for yourself, go and do something that is going to make you feel very fulfilled. And for me, that was traveling and seeing the world. And I ended up going over to Europe for six weeks and I used what, you know, what I had that you're most likely not going to get six weeks off in work unless you quit or you get laid off. It's not very likely that you'll ever be taking six weeks off. So I took something that was definitely a negative and I turned that into a positive. So when I got back from Europe, that was the end of this last summer I really started looking into medical device sales and I had a friend and he was in medical device sales and he always told me, he was like, Oh, sky, like you, you sell me on something every time you come over, like you're always like recommending this, like you really need to get into medical device sales. And so after that, I set up a meeting with him and I really used my resources to start looking into medical device sales. Love it. And that's, and that's huge. And, the, and a couple of things I just want to touch on because a couple of great points is number one, like you said, taking that negative and turning it into the positive life's going to happen to you guys. And like, this is, this is something I've been really passionate about lately is I, and I just want to touch on this real quick is we're told this lie that you should always be happy and that you should, and that you're always going to be happy. And that's just not real life, right? If you actually look at the majority of your life, ha- first off, happiness is a choice. You decide to be happy every single day, right? That, that's an internal thing. But also to this thing is we, we act like there's going to be this perfect life and we're not going to get hit. But that's actually the almost the opposite. You are guaranteed to go through storms. You're guaranteed to go through hard times. And it's your job to make the best of it, right? So you can either go and put like we talk about all the time. You can play the victim or be like Sky, And she's like, hey, this sucks. But I'm actually going to go make it a positive. And because of that, she changed her whole life. Because I can guarantee you after just being in Athens for a couple of days, like I can guarantee you traveling Europe for six weeks gave you experiences that you will never, ever forget. And it taught you so much that it's going to be, it, it, it literally, I will say this because I've felt it, but probably life-changing on just some of the situations you've been able to experience at such a young age. 
And a big thing for me is putting yourself in uncomfortable situations and growing from that. They always say like, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. And I truly believe that when, you know, you're traveling alone for six weeks, you're in another country. When I hopped off the plane in Spain and everything's in Spanish, it it can be overwhelming because, you know, you don't really know what to do. And you're like, oh, okay. Like my phone's not working. I can't, you know, hop on Google maps and figure this out. Like I have to you know, adjust and adapt. And that is something really important in this career path that I've chosen is it's uncomfortable. I admit every single day, I don't know something. And I'm one of those people that I still struggle with it because I want to know everything. And I want to always be right and never be caught off guard. But when you're starting in something totally different than concrete, it's, it's going to take some learning and getting used to. <laughs> no, and that, and that's a hundred percent. And I love that mindset. Cause that's what you have to have, right? It's, it's that growth mindset. It's again, and you're never an expert. You're always just trying to learn. And so mm-hmm. again, that that's huge. Now you got back. So then can you kind of tell us what did that kind of that process look like? So you got back from Europe. That was a great experience. And then you're like, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm gonna start looking into med device sales. What did that, that process of Hey, I'm going to start pursuing med device sales and then start getting interviews. What did that kind of look like for you? Well, for me, I will say I went in very cocky. I was like, oh, when I come back from Europe, I'm going to get a job by August. Like I'm going to be ready to go. You know, it's going to be an easy path. And little did I know it takes a whole lot of hard work, dedication, getting told no multiple times, getting told from people that you're not educated enough. You're not you know, you don't have the B2B skills, you don't, or the B2B experience, like you don't have this, like you need to go sell cars or like, I always love the example, like that you say with like selling printers. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Yeah. It's like in the office. That they were already going to go buy the printers, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But it's, it's very true that you have to have a purpose. And so what I did is I immediately just started applying on LinkedIn, applying on MedReps, And I thought, that's it. Like, I will get a, you know, I'll get an interview next week. And no one really responded back. And I was listening to one of your previous podcasts. And one of the guys was saying that he received a whole lot of like, basically, you got weeded out from the, you didn't even get like the first step, like the robots were like, yeah, you're not good enough. Yeah, (laughs) that happened so many times. And then I, that's when I really started listening to your podcast. And I will say, where, how many podcasts have you done? Like a hundred and yeah, like, I think 40? this is like 124. 120. Okay. I have at least listened to a hundred. So I feel very confident in saying you helped me get to where I am today. And <laughs> if you're listening and you know, you're struggling with the same thing, you've got to listen to these podcasts and you need to really think about how much work you want to put into it because it's not easy. And one of the big things that I want to recommend is your resume and also networking. So the big thing with the resume is you won't even get to the first step of the interview if your resume is not hitting those key points in the the job description, in the job title. Yep. No, and, that, and that's 100% because we talked about it, right? Because they have the robots just checking it in, especially if you mm-hmm. don't have that sales experience. They, they have it made to be able to look for keywords. And if you're not getting it, that you're going to get that rejection letter either right away, or they just put it and you'll get it six months from now, but they knew they were going to reject you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I, I really took, cause I'm a visual learner. 
So someone explained it to me as if you do not have a referral or you have not networked enough to have someone that is a human recommending you, it's basically like pulling from a pond. So you're a little fish in a pond versus maybe being a fish in a big lake. If you're in a lake, it's going to be way harder. Like your chances go down so much versus if you're in a smaller pond and they're pulling from that small pool of referrals. And that is one thing that I saw specifically because I thought I did everything right and my referral didn't get sent through. And for this company, if you have a referral, you automatically get the first step. And I didn't even get the first step. So I basically realized, okay, you have to have a referral for some companies, maybe not all companies, but that's a, an important thing that you always talk about is networking and finding those people that, you know, maybe you go into it and you just want to network, but maybe down the line you ask, Hey, can you refer me for this company? Like I'm applying for this job. Yep. Yep. And, it, and it's about building that relationship, right? Like this is where we talked about that building the relationship, get on a call. Cause what most people do is they'll, they'll ask that question within the first three minutes. And I'm like, you might be a psycho killer, like a serial killer. I don't know who you are, right? You, you might be a freak. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to say yes right away. But like you said, as you've built that relationship, you've talked to them and, and the conversation has gone well, a hundred percent. And then if they continue to get back to you and all that, a lot of times they're going to just put it up, put you up for it. Hey, let me, I heard that. But sometimes you can ask once you feel comfortable. I just say that because like I always joke around with people about dating and this is, it always makes sense when I bring it back to dating. So this is why I do it. And it's a little funny, but like, for example, most people will go in and they'll ask to get hired with some stranger. Hey, I'm wanting to break into medical device sales. Can I, can I have you recommend me for this job within the first three minutes? And I always bring that back to like, that's like a guy going up to a girl saying, Hey, my name's whatever. Let's have sex. Like <laughs> probably not going to go well. Right. And if it does go well, probably not your wife. Like, I, I don't know. Again, I'm not, who am I to pick on dating? But like, I always just joke around with people and that, that usually makes sense to people because like people will go shoot their shot and they're like, I'm being motivated, but I'm actually like, you're a, you're a freak. And like, I don't know who you are. Like, how about you buy me a drink first and I get to know you and make sure like that you're not a psycho. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you bring it to that, it usually makes sense. And hopefully you guys are laughing right now. Um, Cause I've never talked like that on the podcast, but it's the, it's, that's the honest truth is you want to get to know somebody before you're really like going and asking for jobs because real quick is I've said this on the podcast before. We know why you're reaching out. We know that you want a job. We know that you guys are wanting it. Right. So we, everybody, every rep, every manager, we already know that, but what are you doing to separate yourself during those calls to get yourself that? Jacob, what's your go-to pickup line? As a single man, there's not any since I'm still single. Right. (laughs) Well, you might, you might want to work on that. So girls love to be complimented. So maybe go up and be like, oh my gosh, I love your shoes. <laughs> this has turned into not new to medical advice. This has turned into dating <laughs> uh, advice for Jacob. Uh, but, but, but this can be applied in everywhere. I actually 100%. complimented one of the nurses yesterday on her scrub cap. And she turned around and was like, oh my gosh, like you just made my day. And I was sitting there like, Oh my gosh, like you're wearing a Grinch like scrub cap as no one told you that that is the most awesome thing ever. So don't forget to give people compliments. I 100%. think in this world, you know, if you see someone even in in the hospital, like if you see someone and you you like their shoes, you like something they're wearing, don't be afraid to point that out because she had went all day and no one had said anything. 100%. Kindness wins. And and to your point, 100%. Yeah. I would just 
one of the reasons we're having a conversation with a very large medical device company was literally they walked by me. The person had a purse. I just pointed out the purse, said how much I like it. That now turned into a big conversation we're having. Right. So to there your point, you just, just by being able to compliment people a little harder when you're on LinkedIn, reaching out to people on a cold call. Um, but mm -hmm. being able to like, just have those conversations, see where it flows, see where it goes. But again, like Sky saying, if you are in interaction with them, just being guys, it's just being a person, right? Like stop coming off because again, this is what we hence, but like when you're like, Oh, I'm trying to get a job. Oh, I want this. We sense that we know that you're coming off needy. Right. And I and I bring this yeah. back to every day. Desperate. Again, exactly. Going back it. to dating, right? Nobody wants somebody who's desperate, right? If you're like, Oh, please go out with me, please. I just, I, this would be awesome. Nobody's going to be like, yeah, this is my best option. Like, awesome. Right. No, you need to make sure it's a good, be a good flow. So again, I always bring it back to dating because it's the easiest for most people to understand. Um, unless you're it's like relatable. myself, unless you're like myself and you're just single and you don't understand dating, then you'll just be single forever. Right. So we'll rock and roll that way. But, um, but no, going you have that, your dog. Exactly. That's why I got a dog. Right. I'm never lonely ever again, <laughs> but to the next <laughs> point, Sky, I was going to say, I, I wanted to touch on your resume because you talked about, you know, like you didn't have that sales to sales experience and you started kind of mm -hmm. applying. And so I know you were doing networking, you're getting then, but was there anything you felt during that resume period that you did to like kind of help yourself stand out? Because I know that's a common question I get is people are like, I'm trying to have the perfect resume and I always mm -hmm. have to give them my feedback on that. Um, but I wanted to see what you did. Yeah. So the big thing with the resume is you want to make yourself unique. If you have any experiences and Jacob even sparked this, this whole idea for me when he talked about personal training and how he, you know, was basically selling to his clients every day. That's when I realized that my resume was so dry y'all. Like it was the most boring, basic resume. And there was really nothing personal about it. Like you would read it and I did not have any of my awards, any of my, you know, achievements. And it was cutthroat. It was one page because I had been told you need one page. Like don't get descriptive. Don't, don't put any of this. And that is what will make you stand out. I was the vice president of recruitment for my sorority. I was a Delta Gamma. And I am so proud of that. And when they saw that on the resume, they started to ask questions about that. And the same thing goes with cycle bar. So I, I'm still in a cycle bar instructor. I just, I teach on the side now. So like I teach on the weekends because I'm so busy learning right now. And this is my number one priority. Yep. But when I got laid off, I was teaching cycle bar multiple times a week and I didn't even include that. And I had one interview and she was like, so, so what if, what have you been doing since April? And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, I mean, there's nothing else on this resume. Like it's very concerning. And that's when I was like, you know, you're so right. My, the wheels in my head started spinning. And I was like, I think I need to add my cycle bar stuff. Like that is such an interesting topic. And it really started sparking more conversations. And I started getting way more interviews and I give a big shout out to you, Jacob, because if you wouldn't have talked about how you put all of that information on yours and how you talked about all the ways that you are selling as a personal trainer, I would never have thought that that was applicable in the medical device sales industry. 
I love that. And and I want to just touch on, because you're so right, but the reason I say that to people, I get this question all the time. Hey, I'm, I'm not going to start till I have a perfect resume. They literally are even looking at paying people to do the resume. And I'm like, this is why your resume doesn't matter. It's literally just a holding point. So people can look at it and ask you a question off mm -hmm. of it, right? So what you need to be able to do is, oh, my camera's going crazy. You need to be able to relate your experiences to it. So when I talked about personal training, it's why I go crazy on the whole printer thing, right? I had to sell these people to come work out with me. I had to actually make them do the work. I actually had to have them get results. I actually had to have them come back multiple times, right? That's number one. But number two, I'm already waking up at 4 a.m. I'm already working till 8 p.m. Yeah. You tell me, uh, Jake, you got to work six to six. Already doing it. Bam. You're already now, putting in the hours. Exactly. So it, what? I, the reason I'm saying that is when you guys are talking about your resume, this is how I just got a construction worker hired. There is stuff that he did as a construction worker that he's able to relate to medical device sales. Now, is it going to be he did sales to sales? He was able to sell this much quota? No. But guess what? You got to work freaking hard. You got to be able to work with a different, like different people, right? Because whether you're dealing with the floorman, where you're dealing with other people you're working with, or you're dealing with, you know, the the um, the crew chief. There's different people you're dealing with. There's those communication skills that you need to do. There's starting something and finishing something, right? That's just a specific uh, example of like, you guys are just taking it in and they're going to go. And I, I tell people literally with personal training, put something funny, put something that it's like made 127% to plan of cold calls. They're literally going to be like, what the heck does that mean? Guess what? Now you get to talk. Now you get to sell now yourself. Now you get an interview. Bam. And now you're going to be able to have that's going to come up in your interview. And now they're going to be like, well, why does this matter? And then, and then again, it's always about relating your past experiences to the job. Hey, mm -hmm. I know I'm going to have to cold call in medical device sales. This was me just showing that I've done that. Maybe not to the way you've done it, but I've done stuff like that. And I know I can do that in medical device sales and being able to bring that to your experience. And the same goes for with um, what we were saying. So the resume and also relating those experiences. So I felt way more confident talking about cycle bar because that is a passion for me. That is something that I have hundreds of examples. So when they say, give me a time where you've been told no by someone, I'm like, Psh, I get told no every day by, you know, some big guy coming in and he's like, oh, cycle bar isn't for me or this isn't for me. Well, how are you going to do that when you get into the medical device? sales industry and someone says, oh, we don't want that product. We're yeah. not interested. So you have to have those examples and be ready to provide, you know, as many examples as you can. So make sure you think through all of those examples and almost have some that can be applied to many different ones. So that one could be applied for, you know, how I got told no, how I turned a no into a yes. Yep. how I developed a relationship because that guy ended up being someone that would come to every single one of my Tuesday, Thursday night classes because I built that relationship and I fostered and helped him grow into a more confident person where he's like, Oh, like I can do this. Like I'm going to see you next Thursday because now we have a relationship. A hundred percent. And my, my, when they said, take, tell me about a time you turn a no into a yes, almost identical. I actually had a mm -hmm. wife bring in a husband He's like, I don't want to do this because the wife made him. But then he ended up being one they of my best They always do. Yeah. And, they he always always, bring them. and he always wanted to be, he ended up being one of my best clients. But again, when people are getting drug into, they don't want to do it. Right. So it's okay. I know you don't want to be here. Let's relate on this. Let's, let's, let me build a relationship. 
this first couple of workouts, it's not even about the workout. I'm just going to have no, you move a little bit building it. and, and make mm-hmm. sure that you enjoyed it. And now once I get the buy-in where you're like, oh, okay, now I'm going to take you to the exercise. Because if I would just go and kill him the first exercise, he'd be like, this sucks. I already don't want to be here. Bam, right? But if I go make it not mm-hmm. that fun, we start talking, we connect on one thing, and then we build that relationship and go, guess what? Then Jerry comes in on the third time. And then I'm like, hey, Jerry, we're actually going to push the sled today. What? Mm-hmm. But we've built up a little relationship and now you build that going and then you can relate with them. And then sometimes you can push the sled with them and show that you're going to suffer with them, right? There's different mm-hmm. things that you can the do. The sled is so hard. <laughs> so it's the things you can do to build that. But but to your point, right? It's like, you need to have those questions prepared. Um, and then I do want to just bring up, because I know we talked off air about a couple questions. I, I, I've mentioned the, some of my favorite ones, but you also had some ones that you really enjoyed asking reps when you would network with them and call mm-hmm. with them. So I just wanted to touch base on that one because again, I know this will add a lot of value to you listeners. A lot of you guys are like, mm-hmm. okay, I call them. Now what? Well, number one thing I'm going to say is you need to have a list in your phone. So this is what I did. I'm you know, on my hot girl walk and I'm listening to your podcast. This was like in the summer. And I remember you started naming off the questions. So I immediately started a notes in my phone. And I will say I probably have close to 50 questions. So I have them, you know, starting out with the sales reps, I would interview, then I had some hiring specific ones. And then I had, you know, going into the interview, like what I'm going to ask my boss, but I had a couple questions. So I narrowed it down. I had a whole bunch that I could go into, but some of my favorite ones. So the first one is if you were in my shoes, what would your advice be? And so we were talking about this earlier, but this immediately puts them, you know, on a level of you. Like, so whatever they're going to say next is one of their most raw, one of their most honest, and it's honestly what they would recommend. And I've gotten the most helpful tips and knowledgeable insight when I ask even just that one question. And that's going to be a big one real quick, just so you guys are knowing, because I have to state this. Otherwise, somebody will literally call somebody and ask that as the first question. Um, and it will not go well because the person will be like, I don't even know who you are. Um, that is a question you ask at the very end because they're going to be like, who are you? Oh, yeah. Tell don't me, ask that. <laughs> tell, me, tell me a little bit about yourself, right? And then you're going to ask a couple of the questions that Sky's going to say. But that's a question you ask at the end because what you're literally doing, like she said, is they're going to put themselves in their your position and be like, hey, if I was you, I would do A, B, and C. And they're literally going to give you the answer that you're looking for. And that's the whole phone call that you're calling them for. So question you'd maybe ask at the beginning. So you want to have some questions that you would ask starting out. So I would always, and you recommended this too, of, you know, have a, you know, a list of questions and let them do the talking. Like you're calling them and they are taking time out of their busy day to help you and to give you information. So you're not there to try to sell them or talk about your resume. And I don't know specifically what you said, but I believe you send it after, or do you send it before? I send it after. Okay. So you'd send it after. And I actually did both. And I actually found that it worked a little better after because they're not as, oh, like, you know, she just wants, you know, me to help her get hired. And it definitely gives them some more information. So then you're not spending their 20 minutes talking just straight about your resume. And let me just real quick tell you guys again, bringing this back to dating, because again, it's the easiest one. The reason I tell people that, because like Sky says, it really does just come off when people just send me a resume. Like, I don't know you. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't care yet, right? You have to make me care. And this, let me bring it back to dating. That's, that's me being a guy and I just sent my address to a girl I've never met before and say, 
come on through. Like, meet me here. Yeah, meet me here, right? They're going to be like, um, what the heck, right? Again, bringing it back to joking and dating, but that's like real life, right? You're just sending a ra- your random resume to some stranger. It literally just says, I'm desperate. Give me a job. And, and again, mm-hmm. I, I'll be straight up. I've talked to people who disagree with that. I talk to reps who disagree with that, right? And, that, and that's fine. And that's their opinion. I'm just saying from over 600 people I've gotten hired, the over of thousands of reps I've personally talked to, that's my recommendation. But also, mm-hmm. Jerry, who's performing at the bottom, might say something different, right? And Jerry might also be performing at the top and say something different, right? Like whoever knows, but like, again, that's just my recommendation because again, I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a personal trainer. I'm strictly going off a of relationship based. You're you, it's give, 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 then ask compared to you're sending your resume right away. You're asking right away. And they don't even know who you are right away. When people mm-hmm. do that to me, you could be the nicest person in the mouth or sorry, nicest person ever. And in my head, I'm like, nope, they just. I already got a bad taste in my mouth because I'm like, yeah, they, they don't even know me. I don't even know you. And now you're asking for me like, mm-hmm. bam. So again, to that point, that's why I say send it afterwards. And let me just make this really clear. If you do a good enough job on the call, they will ask you for the resume. You don't yes. even have to send it. To I love them. that. If you do a good enough job and they liked you enough and you built a good enough relationship, they will say, Hey, Jake. Hey, Sky. Really enjoyed our conversation. Shoot me your resume. I, I can send it to our, our uh, regional manager. I can send it to a couple more reps. That's how you know you did a good job. This is why I'm t- bringing this back to dating with you guys because it's the easiest thing for guys and girls to understand when we're going through this, especially whatever mm-hmm. stage of life you're in. But like most people are going to be like, I don't know what to do. And then like they're putting all these signals, asking, asking, asking. And then they're like, oh, they're not getting back to me. Yeah, they're not getting back to you because the whole date, they didn't like it. It's like, I, I was just, it was hilarious. I was out one night and I was out on a date and we, we were laughing because there was a date we watched and literally a person walks in and the girl, uh, the guy is just talking to the girl and he's like, you can just sell, see him just spitting horrible game. It was not good game. It was just horrible game. And the girl had the most dissatisfied look in her like face. She was just like staring off, wanted the date to be over, was over it, not going anywhere. And the guy just wasn't picking up on the signals. And then at the end, I can guarantee you, She's like done. And I'm like, I'm out. And the guy's going to be like, well, what the heck? I thought the date went well. It's because you didn't read the situation. You didn't read that the girl was staring off in the distance, backing away from you every time you like leaned in to talk to her, right? Like it's simple things like that. Going off a conversation, off a phone call, you need to be able to read it because yes, you want a job. We get that. But just because you want a job doesn't mean you should get a job. doesn't mean that people owe you anything and people that should respond to you. But most people that are trying to break into this are selfish, which again, we all are, but like you're selfish and you just want what you want. And you're not even caring about the other person. You're like, how can you help me? How can you help me? And then you're just asking mm-hmm. questions just to help them and get answers from people instead of actually learning who that person is. Learn if they have kids, learn why they want it. What's their why? What's the, what's their experience been in med device sales? Actually get to know that person and then learn from them instead of being like, this is me. I want this. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. And being a robot too, y'all, when you're talking with these people, be, you know, be a person to them, like ask them how their day's going, ask them, what, what are you working on today? Like, what's your week look like? Could you tell me like what you love about this company? And when you're asking these questions, like, yes, I usually have them on speaker and I'm going through these questions, but I'm not directly asking them another question, you know, maybe have them elaborate, maybe, you know, answer you know, another question, you know, that they have and make it, 
be authentic. Like you don't have to keep drilling them with questions. Like you're not interviewing them and they're going to remember that and be like, Oh, like, Oh, that Jacob guy. Like he just had a list of questions. Like that just felt like an interview. Like yep. I didn't like him. He's a weirdo. Yep. Hey, so you don't want that. It happens all the time. But that, but to Sky's point, like, yes, hundred percent, because you have to just be a human being, get to know that person, right? Like most people are just going to come in with a bunch of answers and then, or a bunch of questions. Literally this happens all the time. And we have to talk about it in our course on a regular basis with new people who come into the course because they're like, they want to feel busy. They want to feel like they're doing stuff. So that's just check the mark. A, B, C, D. I did it. No response. Right. And this is actually one thing we do in the course, but I literally had one of our people in our course, they were doing that. And I have them reach out to people I personally know. So then I can get on those calls with those people and be like, what'd you think? And one of the mm -hmm. feedbacks we had was the dude's just checking the box. Doesn't give a crap about me. Doesn't could care less. He didn't even ask about anything about me. He just asked the questions he had written down, hung up, no follow-up, no nothing. And you could tell that mm -hmm. he was just checking boxes. That was a real conversation I had to have with that student. Now, that person got hired. It was great. But that's the real feedback because most people and most of you guys listening are like, oh, if I just do what Jacob says or if I do what Sky says and I just do A, B, and C, bam. But what we're talking about is, are you building a relationship? Are you asking, mm -hmm. hey, Sky, what made you get into medical device sales? Oh, why? Oh, great. And then they said something really interesting. Oh, I just want to say that's really cool. Right. Be a human mm -hmm. being. How would you want somebody to talk to you? And, and that's the easiest way for you guys to think about this. How would you like somebody to talk to you? Do you want yes. to just be quizzed? Do you just want to be talked to? Do you think somebody cares about you when they do that? No. Mm -hmm. Like you actually would like when somebody says, how's your day going? You doing okay? Oh, you're in this career. What made you do it? Do you like it? Like learn about that person. Treat others the way you want to be treated. So if you want to be treated like a robot, then, you know, maybe do that. But they, I mean, at the end of the day, they are so busy. And I mean, you and I can also relate to that. Like it, you, you become so busy that when someone is calling you and they're not adding anything to the call, it's going to be really hard for you to then be like, okay, like I, I want them to work for my company because how you talk to them is how you're going to talk to the surgeons. Yep. And you're going to be way more nervous when you see a surgeon walk in and they're like, you know, it's just, it's different. It's a little intimidating. 100%. This is where I tell everybody, everything's a test. Everyone's like, oh, I'm yep. just, I got an interview. No, every call you do is a test because people are judging you. People are, have say in stuff. They can give it to other people. And so that's why every single call that you do, it's an interview. And you got to look at it like that. And you got to be able to have those conversations of like, hey, I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to come in. And to your point, Sky, like I've actually had to get people. And, and this is where I tell people, I'm not trying to be rude. If I call, if you call me and you're like, Hey, what made you want to get in med device sales? I'm like, I have 120 episodes. You didn't do your homework. I don't have time for this. Go listen. Yeah, go listen. Good luck. Hang up. And then, and I already know those people will go away. Be like, man, Jacob's a prick. It's not I'm being a prick. I'm on a hundred calls. I'm running the Western United States. I'm running several companies. I don't have time for your laziness to now try to answer your questions when I only have time. My time is to help you guys. And if you come prepared, I'm going to help you just like Sky, right? But if you can't even do the bare minimum, go reach in because, hey, why do you like medical device sales? What company, like the one that will piss me off the most and it does all the time, what company do you work for? It's on my LinkedIn. It's a three second search. It's literally three seconds to get on my LinkedIn and set, check that. But you're going to ask me that. And now in my head, I think that you're an absolute idiot and that you're lazy. That's how that, from that one question, that's where the conversation just went.